Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for February 14th, 2023. Happy Valentine's Day. My name is Sean Tierney, and we'll start today by taking a look at what's new in industrial automation. First up is a new press release from Stratton about how Seneca uses the Stratton technology inside of their PLCs. So if you're not familiar with Stratton, we actually had them on the Automation Podcast to talk about soft PLCs, debunking myths, and talking about where there's a good fit for use of soft PLCs. And it's not like on your, you know, desktop Windows PC. That's not what they talk about, even though it does work there. But it's about on custom type of hardware, which does unique things. And if you're not familiar with Seneca, you can see some of their uh, PLCs. They have all kinds of different devices, but here's some of their PLCs, which are based on Stratton's IEC 61131-3 engine that's inside there. So I wanted to share that with you. It's pretty cool stuff. Next up, we have a new uh, product announcement over at A3. They're announcing a product uh, from XOR, the EX707M Web. It's a new industrial HMI from XOR. And I went over to the site and I pulled up the data sheet. And here you can see um, one of the claims to fame of this unit is not only is it an industrial HMI, but it also has a web server built in. So if you need to see those uh, HMI screens across the network, you can see those. But it also has a claim to fame that has an extremely fast web browser based on Chromium or Chrome. And um, so if you had an industrial installation where you needed to access a web server somewhere, maybe it was reports in your from your historian, they also have uh, claimed to have uh, one of the fastest on the market. So very interesting new product. Next up, we have three great new articles from SME about cybersecurity. Now, the first one, it talks about like the damage that a cybersecurity breach can cause in your facility. And it goes into some detail. It talks about some things that you want to consider. And I thought it was very, very good. Um, the next one talks about all of the threats that are out there and it talks about the jogging you know what is ransomware what are different types of ransomware where are some places where we've seen this they talk about phishing attacks and why people would do this you know uh you know how legacy equipment is vulnerable it infrastructure industrial espionage they really do a great job of going through and kind of detailing and describing the attacks that you could face from cyber so with that uh, there's one more article here it's called Cyber experts speak. And I really thought this was a very in-depth article and it really talks about action items you can take, right? So real things you can do in your facility, like identifying everything that has a network port, everything that's connected to your network and those devices not connected to your network, but could be, right? Maybe disabled Wi-Fi or Bluetooth on the device, but what happens if it gets reset to defaults and those turn back on? So it really goes through and talks about in-depth some action items you can take. I thought it was excellent. And one of the things that a lot of people don't think of is USB ports, right? So whether it's Stuxnet or it's a HackFest where they show that they can hack anything that has a USB port, you're gonna be aware of that. Open USB ports on any equipment, any equipment. I don't care if it's a vending machine, a voting machine, or a PLC or an HMI, they are all vulnerabilities to attack, okay? So keep that in mind in, you know, as the example of Stuxnet, you don't even have to know that you have a virus on your USB stick to actually spread it around your system. So that's very important information. And again, I thought all three articles were excellent. 
Uh, next up we have, it's a, it's a PDF, but it's really an application story of how Rockwell, using uh, Pavilion A, which is a company they acquired many years ago, um, were able to uh, implement analytics in a food and beverage industry uh, solution. And I thought it was interesting. If you're interested in these type of uh, application stories, um, you may want to check this out. Next up, we have our product spotlight of the day. And today I'm spotlighting my PLC Basics course. This course is great. If you have electricians or technicians in your facility who, when you say PLC, they think black box with a program in it, and that's all they know. This is a perfect course for them, especially if you have Alan Bradley. This course, I take them through, hey, what a bit is, what a byte is, what a word is, what a PLC is. I take them through, you know, everything they need to know from going from being competent and wiring something to being competent to go in and look at the PLC program and understand what ladder logic is, what each of the instructions are, all the most common instructions, how to get help, how to get manuals. I try to cover everything that a new user would need to know. Now, one of the reasons I chose the Micrologix 1100 for this course is the programming software is free and the emulator, the simulator is free. Now, in most facilities, you're gonna have some old Micrologix or Slick 500s or PLC5s. And I always thought it was best to learn on that before going to Logix, if you did have those legacy devices, because the data tables are simpler and the IO is simpler, right? So if you have anybody like that and they need to start learning PLCs, this is a great uh, course to get them started on. If they start on the $25 version, they can upgrade to the $50 or $100 version for the difference in price. So I did want to uh, uh, focus on this today and spotlight it because um, it's a great course uh, for somebody who needs to learn PLCs, especially if you have Allen Bradley PLCs, because they take it right down to the very beginning basics for you know electricians and technicians who have never used a PLC before. So with that, I want to go over to uh, the digital newsstand. And today we had a new newsletter from Canon Automation. Now, if you're not in the Canon, I don't think you'll find this interesting. But if you have any Canon in your facility or you're interested in learning about Canon, there was a lot of uh, news in here that is really focused in on Canon itself and using Canon Automation. So real detailed stuff. Next up, we have a, in our pub crawl, a new document from Rockwell. It's kind of a, it's not a user's manual. It's actually a list of what they did based on the last survey. So recently they had a survey, I believe it was in 2022. They went through and they asked, you know, customers, hey, what can we do better? And they took all the answers, they compiled it. They came up with a list of things they could fix. And uh, this is where they're saying how they implemented them. Now, I didn't vet all of these answers, but, uh, you know, some of the things I can tell you is true. Like they made Connected Components Workbench faster. It runs faster, it downloads faster. Um, I know they changed the licensing on FactorTalk VUSE servers to make uh, it less expensive, not only to uh, purchase them, but to uh, support them. And um, they're saying here that even calling in TechConnect, they can get to you actually, instead of uh, almost three minutes, now it's about a minute and a half. So, um, very interesting publication, and it may encourage you to answer their news survey next time they come out with one, because what they're saying here is they're actually taking customers' feedback and implementing it, which is what we want every vendor to do, right, is please listen to customer feedback and implement it when you can. So with that, we're over to our video file of the day, and this is a video that we released last night, and this is where I talk about messaging from a control logics to a PowerFlex. Now, 
you typically would not have to do this unless you had a really, really old control logics. Like in this case, it was version 13. But in this q and I go through where you'll find the information, in the manual and, you know, the, the pros and cons and whatnot. Um, next up, we have uh, content coming this afternoon. I have the video on why won't boot PDACP disable boot P and my PLC and HMI. So we split that off as a separate little Q&A video. So that's coming out this afternoon. And we have a new question today. It was from a reader of one of my articles. I'll show you the article in a minute, but he says he's getting this error. Unable to load ActiveX control, newer file version of ActiveX required. And so he was asking this, and I put links to uh, the article in question, and I put links to flashing your panel view here. And uh, if we go over to the article, apparently the questioner had uh, said, hey, I got Data Store Plus working great. I ran through your article, get it all set up. I'm creating CSV files with data in it. Good job. But when I go to deploy it, whether it's a uh, ME station runtime or a panel view plus, he was getting that error. And so I see this in two instances. Number one, you're using a new version of Factory Talk View Studio and you have an old runtime or old panel view plus in the field, in which case it has an old version of the ActiveX. It may not even have the ActiveX. Some of these ActiveXs don't go back to the oldest versions of the panel view plus. But in many cases, they're just using an old version of the ActiveX and you're using a new version. Um, and uh, the old version, of course, is not forward compatible, right? So that's one issue. The other issue is we see that people will apply a patch in their view. So let's say they're using View Studio version 8.1 and they have 8.1 firmware in the field or a runtime in the field and they get this error message. They're like, hey, they're both the same version. Why am I getting this error message? That typically crops up when they patch their PC. So a lot of times when you get the patch roll up, it's going to update the active access for Factory Talk View ME because there was a bug in there they have to fix. And uh, people don't realize that because they think they're just patching View Studio, not the ActiveXs. And so then when they deploy, and we used to see this a lot with TrendX, then when they go to deploy the uh, application on the panel view, it says, hey, don't have the latest ActiveX. Sorry, I can't run this project. So um, it can be annoying, but now that you know the solution, if you, you, know, if you get that error, just update your, uh, your runtime or update your panel view plus to the latest and greatest, and, or at least to match what you're running here. Um, in View Studio, and you'll be all set. So that is, uh, the question was here on this uh, uh, article I wrote over at the Automation Blog. We also have several articles on flashing. This one's on the PanelView Plus 7, but I cover the PanelView Plus 6. I cover doing it over the network. I cover doing it with a memory card. So we cover all of that at theautomationblog.com. And with that, we come over to our community corner, and I like to take this moment every day to wish everybody a happy birthday. So today is Valentine's Day, but if it's also your birthday, I want to wish you a very happy birthday. I hope you have a great day today. Now, if you are connected with me on LinkedIn and you have your birthday in your profile, you show up on my birthday celebration list. So I want to wish you all, my connections who have a birthday today, a personal happy birthday, including Ivan, Mark, Hardis, Dario, Matt, Jean, Timothy, Douglas, Alexander, Chad, Alicia, Hitchum, James, and that's it. So I want to wish you all a very happy birthday. Now from happy birthdays, I'd like to go over to our community, automation.locals.com. Now this is where you can follow me. I post everything I do up here as well as every place else we have a social media. But the unique thing here is if you join 
for the price of one cup of coffee a month, that's where it starts, just a single cup of coffee every month, then you can post your own questions, you can post your own answers, you can message me directly. And I try to help everybody out as I can. Some people get down in the weeds and they need to, uh, need help doing things that are out of my experience or that would take several hours to recreate. So, um, you know, we can't, for the price of a cup of coffee, um, we can't help with those. But if you have a question, I know the answer. And you guys know I've been doing these questions almost every show. I'm happy to help, happy to help. Um, and with that, I just want to go over and remind you that if I miss a news article, I don't. it doesn't matter if you're a vendor or a customer or OEM, SI, if you think I missed a news article, please let me know using this form. And with that, I also want to say that if you're a vendor or if you're a customer who's speaking to your vendors, please consider sponsoring our morning show as we are able to offload some of the marketing and social media and editing and whatnot, then we'll bring able to bring you even more news and more how to's and more tech tips. So, uh, vendors, please consider that. Or if you're talking to your vendor, please put a bug in there and ask them to support our show. And with that, I just like to say at the end of every show that, Hey, don't forget every single link I talked about is up at automate.news. This is our industrial automation news aggregate website. Say that three times fast. And uh, I put every link there every morning, right before I do the pre-show and do the practice run. I, uh, I, I release this. It's usually around eight o'clock and um, every link is up there. Um, and I also want to say that, look, if you are someplace where you can't listen to the show, but you want to find out what we're covering, um, go to this link here or this link here. It'll bring you over to theautomationblog.com where you'll see every episode that we've done. This is the article I write after we have edited the video and got it uploading to the uh, to the video services. They, they take a little while to get uh, uploaded. So that's when I come back here and I write this article. And here, you may not know this, but for over a year now, all of our ad-free videos at the automation blog have included closed captioning. So let me make sure it's uh, it's uh, silented here. Now, this is auto-generated closed captioning. It's not perfect. You'll see here in a minute, it misspells my name. But in any case, if you're somewhere where you can't watch or listen to the show, you will have closed captioning here. So if you want to know a little bit more than what we cover up here in the article, check out the videos here. They all include the ad-free and they all include auto-generated closed captioning. And uh, we're going to be adding transcripts to the audio. We don't have the audio going out everywhere yet. We do have it going to Apple. We have to work on these other uh, targeted uh, destinations. So um, of course the video services it is going out right now, but uh, we're working on that. And eventually we will have transcripts on these podcasts and on the automation podcast as well. And with that, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day, especially on Valentine's day to spend a little time with me looking at what's new in industrial automation. And I hope you have an awesome day. I hope you have a healthy and safe day. And until next time, my friends, peace.